accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 28th, five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's very proud of his son. Do you remember when Joe Biden said that about Hunter? One of the smartest or finest or Mm -hmm. something that he knew, one of the something that he'd ever known. One of the best guys he's ever known. Well, I guess in private, he's (laughs) expressing some concern about how uh, the election is going to take its toll on Hunter. Hunter in turn in a rare interview said that he needs to stay sober because not only does his life depend on it but he also has to ensure that Donald Trump doesn't return to the Oval Office. Don't you love how the media portrays Hunter Biden as though he's like the Bush twins or Obama's girls who are like these you know college or mm-hmm. you know like he's 22 junior high age women who want nothing to do with politics and yes absolutely family members should be a hundred percent off limits in politics and government unless they choose to engage in politics of the government trump's kids not baron or the uh the daughter tiffany but the other ones are totally fair game they engage on a daily basis donald trump jr is all over the you know television and he campaigns and so that's that's fair game hunter biden used was used by his father as a conduit in an office for sales scheme. Hunter Biden is whatever. He's well over 50 years old now. He is not some poor singing orphan. He knows what he's doing. And he used the money that he made off his father's office for sales scheme to fund his drug and hooker habit. Okay, so he swore in federal court that he has been sober from alcohol and drugs since June 1st of 2019. He knows that uh, James Comer and the House Oversight Committee are still investigating him and his family. And he says that he is resolute to keep clean because he knows if he falls off the wagon, they will use it against him and it will hurt his father's reelection prospects. Okay, but you remember when Matt and Ryan were in here mm-hmm. um, when they were talking about their supporting sobriety podcast, which I'm so glad we're running a, uh, a liner now for people to know. Totally, Matt Baron, if you've missed this, Matt Baron Ryan Hedrick have a fabulous podcast out. It's called uh, Supporting Sobriety. I think they do it, I don't know whether it's once a week or whatever, but it's great. Wherever you get your podcast, download it. It's incredible. Listen. And they talk about Ryan's addiction with drugs and mm-hmm. Matt's addiction with alcohol and how, you know, the different impacts that it had on their lives and how addiction affects people. And they both said, and you sat right here, Casey, when they said that, a big part of getting past your addiction is coming clean on everything. Not just part of it, but the whole thing of the people you harmed. And there's a huge part of Hunter Biden's life, which everybody with a firing synapse in their brain knows he did and was a part of, then not only does he not come clean on, he wants to act as though he's some sort of misjudged victim. Mm-hmm. And he's continuing 
to play that card. Your drug and hooker habit was fueled with money obtained because you were a conduit and sat on various boards and commissions because your dad's position in the federal government was for sale. And you were the broker. You were the middleman. And yet on this very important aspect of his addiction, mm-hmm. he flat out refuses to come clean. Well, Joe Biden can't have his son running amok on him because things were dicier yesterday in Michigan in that primary. More than 100,000 Michiganders chose to vote uncommitted. And Joe Biden can't handle that because things are so close right now between him and Donald Trump, if you believe all of the polling. Well, but a, but a big part of that was these maniac pro-Hamas people, right? I mean, the Rashida Tlaib people who are mad. They're not mad about the that you can't afford food. They're not a, mad that you can't afford gas. They're not, a, they're not mad that they refuse to secure the southern border. They're not mad about, you know, $34 trillion of debt. They're mad that Biden refuses to arm and support a terrorist organization in Hamas. Mm-hmm. That's what they're mad about. Yep. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, she came out yesterday. She was talking about that, too. Did you see her? No, I, I, I avoid her at all costs, Casey. But I, it sounds like you're about to subject me to her. She said she's proud of her refusal to vote for Joe Biden in the primary and instead voted uncommitted. Everyone, it's Rashida. I was proud today to walk in and pull a Democratic ballot and vote uncommitted. We must protect our democracy. We must make sure that our government is about us, about the people. When 74% of Democrats in Michigan support a ceasefire, yet President Biden is not hearing us, This is the way we can use our democracy to say, listen, listen to Michigan, listen to the families right now that have been directly impacted, but also listen to the majority of Americans who are saying enough, no more wars, no more using our dollars to fund a genocide, no more. Perfect. Now do Ukraine. (laughs) Perfect. Right. No, no more using our printed dollars to fund wars. Great. Perfect. We're, we're in agreement. We are in it now. We are in. Let me be very. Let me preface this by saying we are in agreement on a very specific part of this. Yes. Because I wholeheartedly agree, we shouldn't be sending money to Israel because we already send money to Israel. There's no additional dollars needed to Israel. Israel has enough to do what they need to do. We just need to allow them to continue to put their foot on the gas. So I agree with her. No more money for foreign countries. No more money for foreign wars. None of that. I agree with it. The difference is she wants Israel to be forced to stop defending itself so that Hamas can rearm and reload and do the exact same thing they did, which got them in this mess, which is kill a thousand Israelis. Okay. So not only does he have problems with his base, like her in Michigan, He's got Hunter to worry about. And now even Italian television is piling on Joe Biden. So even the international community is seeing how ridiculous he is. They've released another skit mocking him and his cognitive decline. Now, he has a doctor's appointment today. (laughs) Do you think they will do any sort of mental acuity test on him? He said no. Yeah. He's not going to submit to that. You have to get that test for Medicare. Think about that. Joe Biden, if anybody is Medicare eligible, it's Joe Biden, right? He's eight gajillion years old. And Joe Biden is not going to do the test that every Medicare 
uh, participant has to get, which is the thing where, you know, I don't know exactly how they do it now, but they draw a hand on a clock and then they take it away from and you got to remember and they give you three words and you got to remember them. And I mean, it's like a basic test to try to determine, hey, mentally, how are you doing? You know, are you capable of taking care of yourself? All, all these sorts of things. Everybody who's who's, you know, of that age has probably taken one of those tests at some point and he's refusing to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's refusing to do it, Casey, because he knows he won't pass. Well, that's it. Exactly. Here's that Italian uh, TV station and their skit making fun of him. Buonasera, Presidente Biden. Oh, Presidente Biden. It's falling over. Mr. Over. President. It's okay. Okay, Okay. 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 So you've got the international community making fun of the president of the United States. The mumbling actually sounds a lot like mm-hmm. him, though. Did you notice that? <laughs> They've got this guy. Uh, he's just like spinning around in circles, looking dazed and confused, not knowing where he's going or what he's doing in front of a podium. And now Mike Braun uh, tweeting out that Joe Biden is the worst president in our history and intent on destroying our country with open borders, runaway and and the woke mob. Um, sure, Mike. Whatever you say. <laughs> Put it in an ad when you're running for governor. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When yeah. we come back, Abdul is going to be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abdul is uh, headed to court. Uh, someone, uh, what would we use the term? Someone infamous? Is that the word we would use to describe this person? I guess. Becoming infamous. Uh, yeah, he's very quickly becoming uh, very, very infamous here in the state of Indiana. He's trying to get a protective order against Abdul. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got to get to the bottom of what Abdul did that is making this person be in fear of their very existence. All right. Abdul's on the way from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Adopted Ellis Island in a city of light and spire. I wandered to the valley of Well, Abdul's heading to court, and this time it's for himself. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and look who it is. He's an author, he's a broadcaster, he's the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. And a defendant. Yes, yes. now, this time the shoe is on the other foot. Uh, the one and only Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, hello, how are you? Uh, I'm not quite sure what to say about it, Mr. President, I'm not really quite sure. Okay, so normally we have you on Thursday, but this was kind of breaking news yesterday, and so I said we can't wait until Thursday. we got to have you on today because the saga continues with our old friend, Honest Gabe Whitley. Of course, uh, last week the big expose coming out on Gabe Whitley uh, about all of these, well, what do we call them, suspect donors, shall we say? Gabe Whitley running the 7th Congressional District for the right to lose to Andre Carson and a huge expose on him in the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. Uh, Donors that can't be found, a political consulting firm that can't be found, best friends that can't be found, and now he wants to take you to court. Exactly. Uh, yes, I got a notice in the mail uh, a couple days ago uh, requesting me, well, not really requesting, sort of notice that uh, I'm being, uh, a protective order had been filed against me. <laughs> a protective order? I was like, no, who would file a protective order against me except for my wife? That's the only person who would- <laughs> Possibly me, but yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, and the people I work with, people who know me. <laughs> so this is like, like when you say protective order, you're talking about something that is 
oftentimes reserved for hey, there's a husband and wife, and it's abusive relationship, and or a girlfriend and boyfriend. It's, it's, it's usually people who are, who are intimate partners. Yes, and who, who live together. Yes, it's not as most as, most as what happens with most protective orders. Is there something you want to tell us? Uh, he's not my type. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so t- so you get you get no because you have what do you have that thing that shows you what your what mail is coming yes. to you in advance delivery yes and so you uh, there was a you because it's just code right you it doesn't say a protective order is coming your your way right. yeah it's a it's a little small card like hey you're being uh, you're got to show up in the court on Monday uh, March fourth or whatever at one thirty afternoon. Uh, for a protective order here and like protective order here and like what in the world like ah it's Gabe Whitley. <laughs> Like really, I'm, and I'm really not quite sure why he would need a protective order against me because we've only we've never really met or spoken to each other. Right. That's kind of point number one. The closest we ever came to being sort of in the same room was at a couple sort of Republican type events. Uh, one was when I ran for mayor like years ago uh, when he was there, and there was a couple other things as well. But that was about it. We never we never had any we did we did have a conversation with each other when he wrote some crap on his Facebook page is his news break who's your hive who's your inquirer <laughs> website so, that, it's like the michael scott paper company casey he just starts another one mm-hmm. and another one and another one yeah so but you but there's not some you're not hanging outside of gabe's house wherever that might be uh you're not attempting to have a uh, direct contact with gabe via the telephone or in person you're not following him around a walmart somewhere you want to be as far away from this guy like many other people as humanly possible exactly and in the in the five seconds we did because you did actually have contact i basically said hey what you wrote was once again defamatory you know you need to take this crap down because he's because he's been writing all sorts of things about you right yes I, I, would I, you like I, to share like just high level some of the things he's accused you of doing uh one thing he's accused of being a rapist uh <laughs> accused me of oh. using campaign finance report campaign finance money to buy my wife a washer and dryer mm-hmm. Where she was like, where is this washer and dryer? Because I haven't seen a washer and dryer in this house in like five, six years. Like, yeah, the ones we bought at Sears like yeah. years ago. Uh, then a bunch of other uh, ridiculous crap. Also, I was accused of using my campaign finance money to make my car payment, uh-huh. which is impossible. Now, we did use campaign funds to have a, uh event over at the one car place, the silo. And like, okay, but that's not a car payment. That's just a rental facility, right. knucklehead. So it's my thing is he's listening to the voices in his head. And then- what he did, which really ticked me off, and, and my thing is this. I frankly think, and this is just my opinion, is that Gabe has some serious mental health-related issues because only someone with mental health issues could write this stuff with with no consequence whatsoever. However, he filed a complaint against me with the Indiana Disciplinary Commission to have my law license oh, taken Oh, that's away, right, yeah. Saying I was bullying him and trying to intimidate him into settling, a, the, settling our lawsuit we filed, yeah. which was not true in any way, shape, or form What whatsoever and luckily the disciplinary commission our smart people was dismissed i was like okay now you're trying to take the the now you're trying to you now you're messing with my money well he's bizarrely obsessed with you and i don't get it do you get what it is i don't know i guess i'm his white whale so i, <laughs> I just it's like I, I i've seen this play out or, or black whale for that matter too. <laughs> yeah can you explain to everybody what is a protective order Yes, yeah, so a protective order basically means that there's if there's a if there are two people who live usually usually protective orders are issued for people who live together because either harassment, abuse, or or something 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 along those lines. And so you you go to court, you file for a protective order, and if you live together, usually it's issued right away. But still, that person has to go to court 
to defend themselves. You can't just do sort of what's called an ex parte, you know, one party, one party motion. So in a nutshell, that's what that is. <clears throat> Keeps people away from each other. Yeah, in a nutshell. It's mm-hmm. like it's kind of like having it's almost kind of like having a restraining order. So what's going to happen? So this hearing you're it's public, right? Monday, is that right? It is it is Monday at 1:30. I'm going to get a hold of the court this afternoon just just to double check and make sure because you can't you can't record it or pub- or broadcast it. However, court hearings are considered public unless the court says they're not public, like you no know, children or, sure. or that type or, or really heinous crimes. <clears throat> Someone find out from the court this afternoon uh, is is it here in public because the hearing's on WebEx, right? Is what it is. And if the, if it can't be public, then what I'm going to do, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> is that uh, that weekend put the link up, yeah. on my Facebook and Twitter page, so I can watch it. Yeah, so anybody wants to watch this, mm-hmm. you can't record it, but. Feel free. Abdul is our guest. Uh, he's heading to court Monday. Uh, Honest Gabe Whitley, the congressional candidate who Capitol Chronicle had that huge expose on uh, last week about all the uh, donors who can't be found and the political consulting firm that can't be found and friends that can't be found. Uh, he's he's trying to get a protective order <laughs> against Abdul. Um, and by the way, this has become a big joke at the state house these days. Well, what, with, what, with, with lots of lobbyists, we're like, hey, Abdul, stay 10 feet away from me. God. I got a protective order oh, against no. you. Well, well, he's a big joke. And it should be a big joke, but what what is he going to say? What what could he possibly say ab- about you in regards to a protective order? I don't know what he's going to say or what he could say. All I know is that it will be perjurious. <laughs> okay, so do you get to like cross examine him? Um, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I want to say I, he he presents his side, I present my side, and what I'm going to do. Basically, I'm not going to give the way the whole store is. There's a record. If there's a record of harassment, yeah. Your Honor, it is not on my part. Right. Let's just put it that way. Uh, okay, so let's pivot to yesterday. He no-showed, he being Gabe Whitley, the hearing in front of the Indiana Election Commission where he had challenged and he had made a whole bunch of posts about this, about Biden's signatures mm-hmm. to get on the ballot. And Nikki Kelly was on with us yesterday and was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. He has way more than enough and signatures. And it was dismissed. And he, so he no-showed the hearing yesterday. No-showed. Now- you are familiar with the Indiana Election Division and Election Commission. Yes. If there had just recently been a very serious complaint against you to the Indiana Election Division, which, correct me if I'm wrong, they report to the Indiana Election Commission, would it be wise to file a complaint and then not even have the courtesy to show up or say, hey, I changed my mind? That You kind of wasted a lot of people's time who are about to really look into you. Rude. Well, one is uh, sort of they're sort of separate issues and to a certain degree. But it doesn't help. Let's put it that way. It, it goes once again to the credibility of the individual who's bringing the complaint. Now, it's one thing to withdraw your complaint because that's what uh, some some folks did. They, they withdrew their complaints. And that was it. So you're not necessarily wasting right. someone's time. But to not show up at all, it doesn't help. Yeah. And he had posted multiple times about this. And, okay, so we know the FEC has the information on this guy. We know the Indian Election Division has the information on this guy. You have reported that the FBI has the information on this guy. And you, the Mary County Prosecutor. And you reported that the Mary County Prosecutor has the information on this guy. Somebody's got to do something, right? Because the evidence appears to be so overwhelming. Well, let's put it this way. It was, it was just one party... I can see them like this is Indianapolis. It's just a guy who's going to lose whatever. But when it's like three or four different organizations who are looking at you, I'm thinking it's probably you. <laughs> All right. So Monday, it's like poker. If you can't find out who the sucker is at the table, 
It's probably you. Okay, so mo- it's Monday. one thirty. One thirty. You will let us know, and we will tweet that information out, if indeed we can watch you. Yes, Casey. Do you feel weird about putting this out there? Mm, not necessarily, because I, I. it's a story of my life. Something weird, something stupid, something crazy happens. I, I will say this, though. When I told the lovely Mrs. Shabazz about this, she was not happy at all. Yeah, but not at you. No, I mean, no, she... no. Let's put it this way: the female is the much more dangerous of the species. Mm-hmm. And my lovely <laughs> wife turned into a character from a Tyler Perry film. Uh, and it's just the whole. And we've been at, we've been at this, and Abdul back me up with this. We've been at this with this guy for two years now. Yeah. And it's so nice that it's finally coming out into the public. The stuff that we have found and been dealing with, and his response is, just keeps getting more and more. Bizarre. That's why I think Mr. Ridley has some serious mental health issues, and I hope he gets the help that he needs or is committed or convicted. Now, maybe, maybe, here's one good thing that may come out of this. Maybe uh, Gabe's really good friend, Spencer McDaniel, who no one can seem to locate, maybe he will be at this hearing as a character witness on Gabe's behalf, and we'll finally get to meet uh, I don't want to use words like elusive? imagine. Imag- yes, thank you. That's the the elusive Spencer McDaniel. Maybe that will finally come out of this hearing. Well, there's a theory out there that Spencer McDaniel is actually sort of a pseudonym uh, for Gabe Whitley, and they're actually the same people. Well, maybe you could ask him about that if you're allowed to ask questions. We will. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll keep it. We'll keep, we'll keep it. Uh, only in America, my yeah, friends. Oh my goodness, the one and only Abdullah Keep Shabazz. Thank you. It's Kendall Lee Casey on ninety three WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Involved 317-684-8444. It's time to hear from you and your thoughts with our voicemails. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we've had many conversations in the past about uh, why people are not coming downtown anymore. And we have both said that we believe a, a big portion of the problem is the crime. Yes. But there's also less reason for people to come downtown when all of the amenities are available out in the donut counties. That's well. correct. The shopping, the restaurants, etc. Uh, somebody wanted to call and give their opinion on why they think people aren't coming downtown as well. Everybody I've talked to that used to go downtown quite often says they refuse to go anymore because ever since they privatized all the damn parking meters, it costs more to park than it does to buy whatever the heck you're buying. It's ridiculous what they charge to park downtown. You can't even park free after 6 o'clock. you got to pay some charge to some restaurant or nightclub that has rented the curb that my taxes paid for from the city, and now they can charge you to park there three, four, five, six dollars an hour. So what's the point of going downtown when you can go park free and shop or drink somewhere else? You know, it makes a fair point. You used to be able to get blitzed and park for free <laughs> if you went after nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and now it's uh, well, yeah. I guess that's not in effect anymore. Those days have long since passed me by. But uh, you used to be able to, be able to strategically kind of uh, plot that out, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that's not the case anymore. That's probably one of the contributing factors, maybe a smaller one, but still. You know, I miss the days like in Broad Ripple. There used to be uh, 
I don't even know what's there anymore, but there used to be an Applebee's there and there was a Kinko's of some sort and I think a bank. And it was this giant parking lot and it had the big signs of like customer parking only. Mm-hmm. All other cars will, will be, be towed. towed. And we always used to laugh at that because there's 9 million cars that are in that lot. And it's like, I know Applebee's probably does well on a Friday night. It certainly doesn't do this well. And the bank isn't open. And you couldn't even get a tow truck in that narrow, mm-hmm. narrow parking lot. But let's start pulling cars out left and right. So those people were rolling the dice. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we had Vinny on the show. He was the president. He is the president and founder of the Institute for the American Worker, talking about UAW. And here's a phone call about that. I really enjoyed uh, the oh. show. Nope. That was, uh, that was a guy calling about the Indy 500. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. What do you think, Kevin? Hey, Rob and Casey. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to your little program about the UAW, and I actually work at the Honda plant in Greensburg, Indiana. And let me tell you, the Honda Associates in Greensburg, Indiana, we are fighting against the UAW. Uh, when they said they were going to try to come in, we actually started – a Honda Associates against unionization, and we are fighting back. We don't want them. We don't want them near us. We don't want what we have taken away from us. So just to make things clear, the Associates are fighting back in Greensburg, Indiana. You two have a wonderful day. <laughs> she was worked up. You know, first of all, I love. I want to know that lady. I want to. I would like to get to meet her. I think she should come to the Gert when we do the meet and greet with Gert. Mm-hmm. I think that lady should come along because she seems pretty sassy and full of energy. Uh, isn't that crazy? The people all the way down in beautiful Greensburg listen to us, Casey, mm-hmm. which is crazy because we're told nobody's listening. So it's wild how people find us in Greensburg yet no one's listening. So uh, we did have another phone call about the Indy 500. We were talking about that. How they're selling tickets. Tickets uh, at sellout level, same as it was back in 2016. And uh, here's that call. I really enjoyed uh, the show on Tuesday and a lot of the things you were talking about. As for Indianapolis 500, uh, the wife and I and lovely missus have been to several Indy 500s, the most recent being 2016 and 2017. 2016, despite the crowd and being there with 375,000, my closest personal friends, was an exciting race because of the atmosphere out there and because it truly, as Sid Collins deemed it, the greatest spectacle in auto racing. <laughs> so uh, don't hesitate to go, folks. You have the opportunity to go out in the Annapolis 500. Put it on your bucket list. Get there early. Be there for all the pageantry and all the events that happened prior to the race. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Southside Tom, Mm -hmm. uh, one of our longtime loyal listeners. And uh, I would bet if you were to take a who are the people who have the 20 top people who have a firm grasp on the history of the city of Indianapolis, I just have a feeling Southside Tom, we would put him on our team and we would do pretty well. Yeah, and he enjoys the Indy 500 and and thinks that you should go as well. Okay, so we've talked in the past about how uh, Greg Pence getting his government pension. Yes, that's correct third term uh i also may have mentioned that maybe that's one of the reasons why victoria sparks decided to stay it it is interesting right so i believe we did the research on this and in order to get the full government pension for congress you have to have served six years and be 62 years of age Mm -hmm. 
which is wild and wacky that both Larry Bouchon and Greg Pence are now going to check that box. Mm -hmm. And that's when they decided to skadoodle on out the door. Right. Is there a bigger family of grifters than the Pences? (laughs) I mean, when you think about the amount of money Mikey and Greggy have leached off the public in their adult lives, I would put them up against just about any family in this state on the amount of money they have sucked out of taxpayers, especially when you factor in Greggy's Keel Brothers Oil Company Mm -hmm. and the amount of money, the environmental damage that the taxpayers were on the hook for cleaning up. They are, uh, they've got to be the number one seed. Well, I don't know if you're going to know the answer to this question, but somebody had uh, one about government pensions. Uh, I'm in public safety, and so I get a government pension. My question is about Greg Pence. You talked about his government pension. Now, how ours works is, since it's a government-sponsored pension, we are penalized getting Social Security. So the union went to bat for us a while back, and so we don't pay in the Social Security. However, if you get a private company pension, you cannot get full Social Security. So my question is, can you find out if Greg Pence, is this a rules for thee, not for me type of situation, will Greg Pence, if he takes his government pension, still get full Social Security, or will he be penalized like the rest of the government employees? Hmm. This sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm very busy. It sounds like something for Carl. <laughs> so... Carl, Tony's producer, he has nothing but free time on his hands. He's we'll normally, get back to you on that. The one He's always listening to our show in his little studio he's in, in there, mm-hmm. and the one time he's not listening, we actually need him to listen. When we need him. Can we talk about Carl for a second since he's not listening? Sure. Um, <laughs> so Carl is Tony's producer, and Carl has worked here at various times during the, whatever it's been, seven years I've been here, mm-hmm. and Carl is the most enthusiastic person you will ever meet in your entire adult life. And he makes the rest of us look bad because he works so hard. And Carl will come in here almost every break and have a new show idea for us, mm-hmm. even though he's not even our producer. Yeah. Compare and contrast that with Kevin, who offers absolutely nothing. Oh, poor Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, your job is to put Carl on trying to get an answer for this guy, okay? Because I know you won't do it, but Carl will probably do it with absolute enthusiasm and vigor. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, One last phone call about the uh, busted knuckle peanut butter beer. Hi, this message is for Casey. Um, The peanut butter busted knuckle is a delicious beer. (laughs) Um, They also count in just the busted knuckle, and I believe there's a strawberry version. Um, But um, talking about these beers, um, they have... Uh, higher alcohol content than the regular beers, and there are a ton of beers out that are flavored and very tasty mm-hmm. and are Indiana beers. Yep. Thank you. Strawberry beer. Well, I don't know about all Sounds that. Horrible. That doesn't sound as anything like dandelion wine. So uh, the busted knuckle peanut butter beer is a porter so it's a dark beer and he's right they do have a higher alcohol content rate i believe that one's like at 13 percent. i always just found beer to be a lot of wasted calories yeah i mean if your goal is to get feeling better about yourself Mm -hmm. there's a much more rapid less 
caloric way less filling to do that yeah and so I, I and i get that i'm probably in the minority on that but that is just one one idiot's take on the on well the t- that's why i like the busted knuckle peanut butter beer because i actually enjoy the taste of it yeah it's yeah um and then somebody else called and they said that we needed to try spotted cow and oh. that he was going to drop some off for us How so by all means go ahead all right hammers up next it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So when you were at the gas station, did you get uh, an extra large Slim Jim as well? Did not. Okay. Hammer's in the studio. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You have a gas station story for us, and because you live in the greater Beach Grove area, your gas station stories are always my favorite thing that you bring to us, and I am just, <laughs> I am, I cannot wait to hear what happened to you at a local gas station. You may be a little disappointed because oh, no. this was not a Beach Grove gas station. Shoot. This was on the west side, not too far from the Waffle House that had oh, the shooting. No. So this is on Lyndhurst, right? So this was after the show last night. You know, we get done. I'm tasked with going to pick up my youngest. He's out at the skateboard park and he's doing the stuff. So I pick him up. That's gutsy. You even went in there. I to, mean, that's to the to at night at a in in the, on Lyndhurst. That's a gutsy move. I would never do that. Listen, I grew up in Beach Grove and went to school in Muncie. Some of us aren't afraid, okay? <laughs> Mr. Brownsburg over here, Mr. Belvedere is afraid to get out at night. Um, so we go into the gas station. You know, he's getting, Jacob's getting a couple Mountain Dew bottles. I'm getting a couple water bottles for the lunch the next day and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I hear a conversation between two of the workers at the checkout line. Okay. I'm trying to make sense of this, and I'm going to have to clean this up for the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're talking to each other. You know, they're scanning people, scanning your speedy card. They're 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 working. I'm not saying that they're not, but one worker said to another, "I never learned how to swim, but I also never crapped on a sink." What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I never learned how to swim, but I also never crapped and i'm cleaning that up right on a sink on a sink and the other worker was like yep yep and they just went on to work so he was the response from the other worker was though that statement made sense correct correct and i'm in line i'm trying to figure out (laughs) how we got to that point in the conversation (laughs) i never learned how to swim yeah but i also never bleeped on a sink Mm mm-hmm I wonder if somebody did bleep on a sink there where they work. Okay, and, and that's fair, and I thought Yuck. about that. But where does the swim come into yeah. play? Yeah, well, maybe he's saying something, things he didn't learn how to do. <laughs> so maybe he's saying, I didn't learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody taught someone how to defecate on a sink. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I looked at Jacob, and he looked at me. We got back to the car, and we started cracking up together. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out how the conversation got to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all seen a movie that starts with a scene, and mm-hmm. you hear the record scratch. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how, how I got I, into this situation. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm surprised with you, you didn't just ask. 
Yeah, but then they would have told me, and I probably would have been there for another five minutes. And sometimes when you're in these gas stations, you just want to get out. Yeah. Guys or girls having this conversation? Girls. Oh. Both girls. Okay. Oh, wow. Now I'm now I'm picturing bridesmaids. Now were these oh. Melissa McCarthy? It's coming out like lava. Yeah. Now were these? Uh, and you know, I don't notice people's appearances anymore, so I'm just gonna take a stab at this. Were these Lynnhurst-looking type of ladies? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'd say in their upper 20s, maybe around 30 years of age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, they were working. Nobody was not getting scanned out. They were not making people wait to tell the story. They were sitting on the phone. They were totally multitasking. And for that, hat tip. Mm -hmm. They're actually going to work. Unlike a lot of freeloading bums in this city, they were at work. (laughs) They were doing everything right. But I'm trying to make sense of the conversation. I never learned how to swim, but I also never bleeped on a sink. Did she say... Did she say learned how to blank on a sink, or was it just, I also never blanked on a sink? Yes. Okay, that's even more intriguing. Correct. Is that a thing? Is it is is that people do that? There's a ch- okay. So there's a chance. Remember unsolved mysteries. Maybe you can help solve. Robert a Stack. We need Robert Stack in here. <laughs> Mike, ASAP. Was there anything? I mean, you're a little older than me, but was there anything more creepy as a kid than hearing Robert Stack's voice? At nighttime. And he would come out of like the dark in a trench coat (laughs) and there'd be smoke. Like, I don't know where the smoke came from, but he'd come out in like this trench coat and there'd be smoke and you'd be like, oh, damn, this isn't good. I I am 40 years old and I am still petrified to watch Unsolved Mysteries and Forensic Files at night because of Peter Thomas, who narrates Forensic Files and Unsolved Mysteries. And my wife will laugh at me and tell me what a colossal baby I am. But I those voices just. They scare the hell out of me. Which makes Robert Stack's appearance in Airplane yes. even better. Agreed. When he's the uh, the flight, you know, controller, <laughs> the guy back at base, and, you know, he's giving the instructions to Ted Stryker. Okay, so, but my point was maybe one of the, because it was always, maybe someone out there tonight has the answer. Maybe you can help solve a mystery. Maybe one of these women is listening or someone who was in line who heard the earlier part of the conversation Mm -hmm. can help piece this whole thing together for us. I'm not judging the conversation. I'm just trying to figure out how we got to that part. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You, It's like you have total immunity. Whatever you were talking about, we don't care. We're not going to laugh at you. We're not going to make fun of you. Uh, At Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, at Robin Kendall, at Casey Daniels 317, or you can call the hotline. Someone's waiting to take your call automated. An automated system is waiting to take your call right now at 317-684-8 Four four four. If you can help solve this mystery for us, calling right now. We're throwing a copy of Freedom Rock. <laughs> hey man, is that Freedom Rock? We'll turn it up, man. What's uh? It's coming up this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, Tony Kennett will join us. We'll have an update of Hunter doing his thing in D.C. Mm-hmm. And once again, another round of Rob Zombie or yeah! Rob Kendall Perfect. for Rob Zombie tickets. <laughs> Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.